Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. What's up, everybody? Welcome, or welcome back to the Optimal Performance Podcast. This is a very exciting time. This is a very exciting first episode for me because the Optimal Performance Podcast is now mine to do whatever it is I want to do with it. And I'm very, very excited. There's going to be some changes that will just sort of start this episode with a couple of public service announcements that there's going to be a couple of changes, but they're going to be interesting and they're going to help me make this thing happen week and after week after week. So a couple of key changes that you're going to want to notice is I am going to do ads in the beginning of the show. And I will tell you right now, I give you my word as I record this from my office where my kids are home during the quarantine of the pandemic in April 1st, 2020. I am going to do ads in the beginning, but I will tell you right now that I will never ever do an ad for a product that I have not tried and that I don't love. I'll tell you, I I get sent a lot of different stuff. It is part of the perk of, of operating a podcast like this, but I will tell you, and I will be upfront with you, is that if I don't absolutely love the product, I'm not going to promote it. I'm not going to do an affiliate deal. If you purchase a product from this podcast, like a lot of you have in the past, which I thank you for very, very much, I'm only going to do that if I actually like it. And so on that note, I'm going to be doing ad reads, basically announcements from from show sponsors and affiliates that help pay to make this podcast happen every week. I give you my word, I'm not ever going to promote anything that I haven't researched exhaustively. I'm not ever going to promote anything that I'm just sort of like, eh, it's fine. I kind of like it. I'm only going to do stuff that I really love. And as a researcher of biohacking products, I'm really critical. Uh, I give a lot of feedback and I've, I've tried stuff and said, this is terrible. So I sent it back. That's one change is that I'm going to be doing ads in the beginning. And I really encourage you to support the sponsors of this show so that we can grow this show by purchasing from them. So if you're going to buy a CBD product, buy it from Jane. If you're going to buy blue blocking glasses, buy them from blue blocks. If you're going to take a C60 product, take it from My Vital C. If you're going to wear EMF blocking underwear, buy them from Lamps. If you're going to buy home exercise equipment, buy them from X3. All of these, or at least many of these, these sponsors have been guests on the podcast, and I'm going to continue to support them because I love their products. And if you can support this show by purchasing those products. In addition, uh, at the end of each episode, I'm going to do a portion which is called Something I Love and Something I Don't, in which I will talk about sort of unofficially about something that I'm trying or something that I'm doing that I really like that I want to share with you. And then I'm going to call BS on something that I don't like, something that's either popular that I think is hogwash or, you know, school, uh, a frame of thought that I think is that I think is incorrect. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm now more than ever, I'm aware that people really do love this podcast as much as I love this podcast. And I've been a listener since day one. I was a guest in episode like four or something as a float center owner and operator talking about sensory deprivation tanks. 
and then I became the host. But I never miss an episode. And there are a lot of other podcasts that I really respect and appreciate. And I really want to elevate this podcast to its highest level. So if you are one of the thousands of people that listen every single week and you're listening to this right now, you can do me a giant solid by sending a review, uh, submitting a review on iTunes. It takes two seconds to do. Just tap it in, you know, one sentence if you like it. Um, If you hate me and you hate this podcast, go ahead and tell me that too. Send me a review. I don't want, uh, I don't want all the good stuff. I want all the feedback. Um, I'm going to always be upfront. I'm going to always be honest and I'm going to work my ass off to bring to you the best possible information that I can every single week. And, and it looks like from now on, I'm going to be looking to do more than one a week. So I'll also mention that I have a couple of my own products that I've developed an online course, as well as a free video to learn a neuro-linguistic programming technique to get rid of negative thoughts. So on that note, I'm going to be talking about this stuff before each episode and um, I might pepper in some announcements in the middle of the episode and then also at the end sort of unofficially talk about things that I love and things that I don't love. I'm so excited you guys. I'm so, I'm so, so, so excited. Uh, I This is a dream come true for me. I love doing this and now that I can do this in my own way and, and do whatever I want with it, I really intend to make great content continuously so that you can be informed and you can know what I know. So I'm pretty excited if you can't tell. I think you probably know by now that I'm a big fan of blue blockers and I wear them every single night when the sun goes down and I've had a couple of different blue blocking companies on to talk about their products and uh, one of our sponsors for today is blue blocks. Uh, You can go to blueblocks.com that's b-l-u-b-l-o-x blueblocks.com and they have three different types of blue blocking glasses they have a summer glow blue light and a sleep plus i wear the sleep plus every single night as soon as the sun goes down and it has been one of the most if not the most important thing that i do to protect my sleep If you want to go back and listen to episode 245 with Andy Mant, the founder of Blue Blocks, we talk all about how the Blue Blocks glasses are are the most stringently tested in the world and they get rid of all, and I mean all, of the blue and green light that you get from screens, that you get from LED lights above your head that keep you awake. In that episode, we actually talk about how your skin has receptors. And so uh, when the sun goes down, you should be wearing long sleeves in your house because your skin actually picks up on the LED lights and that keeps you awake because it suppresses the production of melatonin and keeps you awake, which is so lame. Uh, Go ahead and go over to blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and pick up a pair of the world's finest blue blocking glasses and use the code Sean S-E-A-N for 15% off your first purchase. You will not be disappointed. I will tell you that. You will use them every night and you will sleep like a baby. They're really amazing and I'm not exaggerating. If you go to my Instagram at real Sean McCormick, you can you'll see lots of pictures of me wearing them at night in my office where I record this podcast. You know, I can hear my kids too. You're probably like, dude, his kids are playing. But it's like, you know, they're quarantined and <laughs> they're quarantined right now so if they're outside jumping on the trampoline in the backyard hopefully you're okay with that um i'm going to be really transparent always with you (laughs) 
In addition to Blue Blocks, another sponsor is My Vital C. If you go to episode 231, I have Chris Burris on to talk about My Vital C, which is um, a C60 product, specifically ESS60. And what this is, is a it comes in an olive oil, and you just take it like a shot, a teaspoon in a shot, like out of um, you know, like a little medicine cup. And what it does is it penetrates through your cell wall. It attracts free radicals and then gets rid of them. Uh, this is a, a really, really important scientific find that warranted a Nobel Prize for the discovery of this molecule, which is called the fullerene. Um, and that was named after a researcher, a scientist named uh, Buckminster Fuller. Uh, I will tell you, the, the effects that I have experienced taking this product is that I feel like I get better sleep combining that with the blue blocks, of course. Um, but in the morning, I feel like I have more more energy. Uh, in addition, I feel like I have more energy into the evening time. So I, I don't like bonk out like I used to do at like five or six o'clock and then get stimulated by TV. Um, it, it really hasn't increased my, my energy during the day. And also it's springtime. So uh, I have found that the typical response from like allergens in the air uh, I'm not as effective by usually, usually I get like stuffy nose, a little bit of a sniffle, sort of itchy eyes. And I, for some reason it's, it's not happening quite as severely as it usually does from seasonal allergens. It's a really, it's a simple product to take and, uh, the research is great and you can learn more. If you go to myvitalc.com, that's myvitalc.com slash OPP and purchase there, um, you can you can try a bottle and you'll get a 20% off. One thing that I have noticed is that for products like this uh, that, are, that are on subscription, whether it's coffee, whether it's um, supplements or whatever, uh, people who stick with their subscription and keep it, it usually means that the product works. When, you, when you're on a subscription model and people don't cancel, you notice that they like it and that they take it. And this is the case with the My Vital C. People actually really, really love this product and uh, they, they keep taking it. Um, it helps just about everything. Okay, and one more thing before I jump into introducing today's guest on the OPP uh, is to specially thank Natural Stacks. Natural Stacks have made this podcast happen up until really today. They have supported it, they have sponsored it, and the guys that run Natural Stacks are incredible people. The products are absolutely incredible. There are not that many vitamin companies out there that use third-party lab tests that have ingredient traceability and that use all natural ingredients. And that all, those three things are what makes Natural Stacks different from so many other supplement companies. There's no proprietary blends. Everything's listed. You can actually look what's on each batch of the products that you buy from Mycoimmune to the vitamin C to MagTech. And my favorite, my absolute favorite nootropic of all time, and I've tried all the racetams and alpha brains and, oh man, qualia. And my favorite by far is Neurofuel. Neurofuel used to be called Siltep. Neurofuel is the most effective nootropic that I've ever taken. And I don't take it every day uh, because, you know, you should cycle off stuff. But when I take it, I am more focused, more productive with a better memory. And 
the ingredients are simple, but they are formulated in a way that are that is so effective. And uh, I'm going to be talking about natural stacks in every single one of these episodes because I believe in their products so much, and I am so grateful for this opportunity to take over this podcast from them. It, it, this from from a massive place of gratitude. I am just so thankful to the guys from Natural Stacks for the opportunity to to carry the baton with the Optimal Performance Podcast and the products are amazing. You can go to naturalstacks.com and use the code OPP15 for 15% off your first online purchase. And it's 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 kind of cool the way that they structure the products because if you they have stacks for different uh, ways of being, you know, if you want to be productive, they have a stack for that. If you want to boost your immune system, they have a stack for that. If you want to relax and get ready for sleep, they have a stack for that. And of course, if there's stuff that you should take every day, take advantage of the offer, check it out. And again, thank you so much, so much to natural stacks for, uh, for everything that you guys have done. If you listen to this, <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> anyway, on today's episode, we're joined by Pedro Doamaral, and Pedro is a biomedical research student and an integrative health coach, and we talk about Shilajit, Shilajit. I know that some of you are like, what did he just call me? And other people are like, oh yeah, I know all about Shilajit. What Shilajit is, is it's a biomass of microorganisms, metals, minerals, and elements that's condensed down into a tar-like resin. And you can find it in Utah or the Andes or the Himalayas. And this is basically like when plates shift over the top of each other through tectonic plate shifting, there is a, uh, um, a concentration of this sort of tar that you can extract. And this was found way back by the Ayurvedas who found that it helps just basically everything. It's perfectly balanced for your body to use. It has enzymes. It has fulvic acid for that will help with protein folding. Uh, it that we go deep into this. I am so fascinated by this stuff, and I and I just sort of I, I heard about it in a podcast I did with Seam Land uh, a while back, and he mentioned it like casually. He's got this cool Estonian accent. And he's like, you know, I took I took. Himalayan Shilajit. And I was like, whoa, 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 never heard of that. What is that? And then he explained it to me. And so I've been taking it, cycling it sort of on and off. And you really do feel your body sort of come alive from the inside out. And uh, we go deep into it. We talk about Shilajit and the liver, its effect on the gallbladder. Uh, We talk about how it improves your bone density through calcium transport. We talk about the different types of Shilajit. And uh, he, as a biomed research student, he's he's sort of dorks out on the on the cellular explanation of it, which is for me totally fascinating. This falls for me into the category of stuff that you may not know about, but you should. And uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, towards towards the end, we get to a, a little bit more about the other things that he takes, why he takes them, how he takes them. We talk about fat soluble vitamins. And uh, it's just a fascinating conversation. And you know, he's a he's a coach, uh, an integrative health coach, and he's the kind of coach that you want. You know, your your personal trainer should not be overweight, and your integrative health coach should neither be a skinny twerp uh, 
or someone who's like prematurely aging, you want to take advice from people who are smart like he is, who pay attention to things like he does. And he's also super buff and has this big, thick beard. Um, so Pedro de Amaral is a wealth of information, especially with Shilajit. As always, if you find this information interesting, if you think this is valuable to share, please share it. I'm going to like do my best to promote this um, really obviously and openly and transparently that this is really high quality information that everyone should know about. So please share this. It's easy. You just click on the three dots on whatever player that you're using and then share it on social media. We talk about how this can help your immune system, which everybody is interested in right now. And um, I hope it's really valuable for you. Also, coming soon, coming soon is uh, the other sort of accoutrement that will support this this podcast with websites and a YouTube channel. Um, but I wanted to hurry up and get the episode out before all that stuff set up. I'm going to be, like I said, working my buns off to make sure that all the back back end stuff, and I do it on my own. Like I don't outsource this stuff. I don't I don't hire people in other countries to do this for me. Uh, I do it all myself. So the website will be coming soon. The YouTube channel will be coming soon. So keep an eye out for that. And you'll be able to see Pedro in all of his glory. <sighs> so good. It feels so good to be releasing this to you guys, and I really appreciate you listening now for 17 minutes. It's really a pleasure to do this, and uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Pedro do Amaral. And we're here with Pedro Do Amaral, who is an integrative health practitioner and a biomedical health student. Pedro, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Great to be here. Great to be here, Sean. So I am super fascinated. We're going to go a lot of different directions. I know that already. Uh, I know that we vibe on a lot of different things. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation because um, I want to start with Shilajit, uh, which is about the most fun word to say. And and I looked, I scoured for resources and and people who knew what Chilajit was and what it does and how it works. And I just I I I'm so glad I found you. I, I learned about Chilajit from uh, a guy, a YouTuber and podcaster named Seem Land, who's uh, from Estonia. So Seem um, mentioned it, and I was like, "What did you? What did you just? What did you just call me, bro? Did you just call me what Chilajit?" <laughs> And so then I, I ordered some and I've been using it and I really like the way my body feels. So let's let's start with kind of what you do, what you focus on, and then begin to tell us what the hell Shilajit is. Sure. So to start off, I am a biomedical science research student. I'm looking to go into the medical field, whether that is to become a doctor or a scientific researcher, and really go into the fine details of how things work and also kind of revolutionize the system because we know the system is failing us on multiple levels. And one way that I think will really help is looking at the physics of things because we looked at things on a surface level and it hasn't really helped us much. There's, have, there haven't been scientific breakthroughs since the time of Bohr back in the 1900s and Einstein, for example. And we've been at this kind of stale, stagnant state with medicine that to me and to many people is bothering a lot of people. It's reducing our life uh, lifespans, reducing our quality of life overall. And um, in general, I am focusing currently on organic chemistry and the chemistry of microorganisms, looking at, for example, the coronavirus and how things operate within the chemistry of the coronavirus in our own 
body. And when we look at the compound Shilajit, we can see many properties that can actually help in the immune system in defending not only the coronavirus, but pretty much every other pathogenic species that can invade our body. Yeah. Um, I, I still am not totally clear on on what, and you, I like the way that you pronounce it, Shilajit. I, I know that it tastes like um, ayahuasca and um, just the center of the earth, <laughs> but I, I still don't know what it is and, and how it's made. Can you give us just sort of a walkthrough on what Shilajit is, please? Because <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know. So Shilajit, a lot of people relate Shilajit to the Himalayan mountains because that's originally where it was discovered, where we sourced most of it from. But Shilajit is honestly this broad term, an Ayurvedic word for what we describe as conqueror of weakness, destroyer of mountains, or as the opposite, conqueror of mountains, destroyer of weakness. And originally, it's just a biomass of a bunch of plants that were degraded by microorganisms mixed with geological stones and their minerals, their metals, their, their elements into this kind of oozy, tar-like, balsamic-smelling um, resin that kind of comes out of the mountains as the temperature in the higher altitudes becomes hotter during the summer times. But it's not just in the Himalayas that you can find Shilajit. You can find Shilajit pretty much anywhere where there's a lot of mountains, a lot of de degraded biomass over thousands of years. Like in the Utah Mountains, in the Rocky Mountains, in the Chilean Andes Mountains, you're going to find Shilajit there as well. And many people don't realize that Shilajit isn't just this black resin. There's many different kinds of Shilajit. As of right now, what we know is that there's four kinds of Shilajit. There's a silver one, there's a copper-based one, there is a gold-based one, and then there's the iron-based one. And the iron-based one is what gives it that black color. This is the one we're most familiar with. But each of them contains certain minerals, certain compounds that are found in different concentrations that offer numerous benefits. Hmm. So if I could really simplify it, thousands of years ago when the Indian base and the landmass shifted into what is now modern-day Nepal and made the Himalayan mountains, all of that biomass condensed and the microorganisms degraded that into what is now Shilajit, this black resin. So, it, so the biomass like becomes concentrated it settles down do you know how uh because the, the two forms that i that i've taken that i take uh one is sort of like a uh, like a gooey tar and the other looks like black um like it's like a it's like a solidified like clay kind of and so it settles in and and it's and as as the biomass condenses down from this process of like tectonic plate shifts, then it just sort of like what settles down and and condenses into this this mass, and then and then do you know how they extract it? So the uh, the biomass gets broken down by microorganisms, the bacteria and the soil, the fungi in the soil, they break down the compounds and the carbonated compounds in the soil into this resin with, with their metabolites. Um, and as the temperature rises in the summertime during these high altitudes, it forces the rock kind of structure that it has to become more gooey because it does contain soluble factors in it. And then it can become a resin that oozes out of the mountains. And the, the first people that Notice this were the ancient Ayurvedic, ancient tra traditional uh, Indian 
medicine people that when they climbed the mountain, they found this. They, for some reason, somehow, without scientific knowledge, knew of the properties of shilajit and used it for thousands of years. The two forms, the resin that's really oozy and then the rock form, is based on the exact concentrations of certain minerals and compounds in it that are either more stable at room temperature or less stable at room temperature. So the, the solubility increases or decreases. Interesting. And so based based on the different four types that you mentioned, is that based on where it's found geographically? Like, Yeah, so it depends on the concentration of the surrounding area with the specific rocks and plants. For example, different plants absorb different nutrients better than others. Uh, some plants absorb iron better, some plants absorb zinc better. And the at the same time, different ores have different uh, mineral compositions where one may have more mercury, where another may have more titanium, etc. And because of this kind of a mix and a melting pot of chemicals, minerals, amino acids, lipids, phenolic compounds, it can change the exact makeup of it. But what they found is that the four minerals or the four elements that make the shilajit different are copper, which makes it kind of a bluish tint, hmm. iron, which gives it the, the black tint, silver, which gives it a white kind of tint, and gold, which actually gives it a red crimson kind of tint. Hmm. Is there any connection in the silver to like colloidal silver that you would take? Yeah, so the colloidal silver is basically colloidal uh, suspended compounds of silver ions, which means that it's the very basic element of silver with a loss or a gain of electron. While the silver that you would find in rock is not really in its absorbable, utilizable form, but it can still be used for antimicrobial, anti-germicidal activity. So one of the properties of shilajit that they found is that it's highly topically anti-germicidal. So if you had a cut and you applied shilajit on that cut, there will be to some extent an anti-germicidal property to it. It may not be as good as an antibiotic, but there is still some present. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. In, in my own research to figure out how to use this stuff, you know, there's lots of different applications and I've, I've tried it as a mask mis mixed with honey and cayenne pepper and something else. Um, you know, you can dissolve the gooey version in water and drink water. Um, or you can just like break off a little piece of the like rock and let it dissolve underneath your tongue. Um, yeah. Good. Hardcore, right? <laughs> it's gnarly. But I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by this stuff because, you know, we're all looking for, we're all looking for natural natural foods and supplements that will help us live our best possible life to be the healthiest, to be the most resilient, to be the most energetic. And the, the effect that I get from Shilajit, I'm now, I'm now going to call it Shilajit because that's what you, that's how you say it, um, uh, is like, like 15 or 20 minutes after I take some, I feel like a little bit of pep and I feel a little pep energetically. Like I want to sit up straight, like my posture, feel like my posture improves. I feel like I'm a little bit more focused. And is it because I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm taking in all of those minerals and electrolytes into my body. And then is that just like a natural sort of, um, like booster? Yeah. So I'll go down to the basic cellular level. I'll try to explain as simple as possible. So when we look at how the body works, we realize that enzymes are basically what allow proteins to do what they do. Protein folding and enzymes control the entire body. For that to happen, we need energy, which I'm sure you heard the word ATP. That's the only way the body runs. Without energy, we can't have protein folding, which means we can't have enzymes working, 
the body stops working. The body requires a specific pH, and to stabilize this pH, we need buffers. These include calcium, for example. These include magnesium and the main electrolytes that you can think of. When we're low in those minerals, our bodies don't operate at their best, and we don't realize this because it's not apparent thanks to what we call a redundant principle. Whereas in engineering, if you go on a plane, there's about three engines on the plane so that if one fails, we have two to back it up. The same principle of redundancy applies in the body where mm. if we have one or one enzyme that's not working properly, we have multiple others to help support the body's mechanism. So you may have kind of these, this almost like an inability to focus or a lack of concentration for some days. And then all of a sudden you take Shila G and you don't notice it at first, but day after you're like, wow, I felt really good that day. I wonder what must have done, done the, the trick and it turns out to be Shila G. The reason why is those minerals, those very small compounds that run the enzymes are being reinstated into the body. We're absorbing them in an ionic form, which means it's highly absorbable. It trans, it's transverse, uh, transmitting into the cells intracellularly. And then some of the other compounds that you wouldn't find anywhere else with soil, like fulvic acid in the shilajit, helps the transport even better into the soil, into the cell, so that enzymes can operate better, so that proteins can fold better. Not only that, tyro uh, the amino acid tyrosine is present in small amounts in shilajit. While you have amount, small amounts of copper, small amounts of zinc, which are all necessary for the monoamines, what the specific enzymes like tryptophan and tryptamine and hydroxytryptamine that run the process in your brain for concentration, mood, memory, executive function. So when you're introducing those components in a combination that it's in its proper ratio, which nature takes care of us for, takes care for us, then you're going to get this small boost of energy, concentration, improvement in libido, longevity, et cetera, that you otherwise wouldn't notice because of the redundancy principle of the body. That's why it's so effective. Wow, I've never I I've never heard it breaking broken down like that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a great way to think about it. Um, you know, it's 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 as more it's more important than ever for us to explore these natural. Would you consider it a supplement? I honestly wouldn't. You know, when we look at pharmacology, they consider shilajit a drug. Most or most doctors and researchers consider consider the substances we take as supplements as a drug because you can patent it. And they're trying to actually patent some of the compounds in shilajit. And I mean, there's even some, some pharmaceuticals that use shilajit for proprietary blends, which to me is not going to be as effective as it. But what I see it as is a food. Everything that we put in our mouth, whether it's in milligram amounts, micrograms, or kilograms, is a food. Each one has a biochemical effect. By just supplementing this really complete, all-around field in amino acids, minerals, compounds, etc., this one tiny food in small amounts helps accentuate every other process in the body. Yeah. It's not a supplement, it's a requirement. Yeah. Yeah. We we know now, and we've covered this in other episodes, that, you know, the soil depletion from monocropping is to the point where we're just not getting the nutrient density in our foods. Even if you are eating super clean, um, you know, whether you're carnivore or vegan, uh, not vegan, uh, if you're eating a balanced, if you're eating balanced food, you're eating high quality food, you could eat all the greens that you want. But the fact is, is that they're not as dense with nutrients because the soil has been depleted so badly from monocropping for such a long time because of the, you know, sort of deviation from regenerative farming techniques that even if you ate a ton of really great food, it's you're still not getting what 
your grandparents got or my grandparents got when when they went to the went to the country store and and bought their vegetables and so this thing this i think more more so than ever and more importantly going forward is to have stuff like this to supplement as a food everything else that we eat because it affects everything bingo and there's a lot of agricultural scientists that i've talked to nutrition scientists that i've talked to all the phds and stuff and some of them are pro these topsoil stripping for pesticides and proper improper use of agriculture to some of them some of them are against it saying that there's really no evidence for it i can tell you that the evidence is skewed and that we don't really have a proper answer but what I, what i will say is clearly there's been a rise a very high exponential curve in diseases that are causing multiple complications whether that's diabetes to something like gangrene from a complication of diabetes. There's been a steep rise in that and we can attribute it to nutritional deficiencies and chemical toxicities. That's as simple as it gets. There's yeah. only, in chemistry, there's only two reactions. Synthesis, which builds, or decomposition, which decays. Right. We're clearly de- decaying as time goes. And one of the reasons why I believe is exactly as you explained, a loss of minerals, whether in the top layer or deeper from the soil. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really respect and appreciate individuals like yourself who are engaged and curious and finding finding the right finding the right things to consume the right ways to move the right ways to think the things to avoid because the independent thinkers like yourself um, are going to be a uh, a buffer against the sort of western medical standard practices here's a pill for this here's a shot for that take two of these um you know, we need we need more voices like yours, um, who have done the research, who are curious, and say, yeah, this stuff works. Like this, you you should you should be looking at natural alternatives um, to to boost your body to so that you can stay healthy. And that's 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 more important than ever. Depending, regardless of what you think about the coronavirus, regardless of of, of whether or not it was weaponized. Uh, whether or not it was manufactured, whether or not um, it's as dangerous as as it is, we we may get into that if you, if you want. But but Absolutely. but 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 more so than ever, we have this own our own choice to to fortify our immune systems. And and I wonder about how Shilajit can can help aid in boosting our vitality. Is it all about ADP or is it also doing anything else to boost our, our immune systems? It's definitely multifaceted. And once again, it's, it's the combination of compounds, mineral, amino acids, phenolic compounds, carbon molecules, carboxylic molecules, et cetera, that are present in Shilajit. So what I will say to basically summarize it all, It works for every single process in the human body without a shadow of a doubt that can be proven. What I will go into is, for example, one of the most important processes, and I'll explain in depth how Shilajit helps, is the liver, which takes care of pretty much everything. The liver is the site of detoxification metabolism, of urinary excretions, of fecal excretions through bile, of the processes of nutrients without the liver, or if not enough of the liver present, we can't live our most vital um, life where we want to pursue our ambitions or we want to just just do the endeavors we seek to do. So the liver to me is a really important spot because it takes care of everything. One of the problems we really face in modern times is a 
an extreme amount of what we call cholecystic, I guess I'm messing the name up, cholecystectomy, where we take out the gallbladder. Have you heard of that? No. Where you just get the gallbladder removed. So the gallbladder is this area of, it's a little pouch that contains bile. Bile is this, this compound that emulsifies fat. And without a lack of bile, we can't absorb fatty molecules like vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin K2. I'm sure you've heard of all three of those vitamins, how important they are for your health. And with as many cholecystectomy, there we go, as we're getting in modern times, which is a basically an ex excision of the bile ducts and of the gallbladder itself, we're lacking bile, which means we can't absorb those, those fatty compounds, those amino acids that are fatty-based, the lipids that are fatty-based, et cetera. And we have a deficiency in fatty acids, which then leads to a deficiency in hormones, for example, because we know vitamin D and cholesterol are needed for hormone synthesis. So one of the first signs of that on a lab marker is increased gamma glutamyl transpeptidase, or an enzyme called GG, GGT. And if you see that on a lab marker, you know that something's wrong with the gallbladder. Something's wrong with the bile ducts that from, from the liver go into the gallbladder. And what Sheila G can do is actually help mitigate that because it's anti-bilious, which means that it reduces the, the thickening of the bile. It reduces formation of gallstones inside the gallbladder. It reduces AST, ALT, the liver enzymes that are increased when there's liver dysfunction and like cirrhosis hmm. and jaundice, et cetera. And we can go even further by saying that it reduces hydroxyl radicals. It improves the antioxidant redox potential. It reduces fenton reactions. So all of these chemi chemistries and chemical uh, processes occur so fast, so minute, so molecular in nature that we don't take, in, take it into account enough to appreciate what shilajit can do for the body. Now this is just looking at the liver and cholecystectomies, but if we look in the entire body, shilajit works for pretty much everything, improving the bone mineral density structure because it, it increases calcium transport to bones. It improves immune function because it's a zinc ionophore, so it gets zinc inside of the, the cells better. It's pretty much useful for every single process you can think of in the entire body. So cool. Allow myself to interrupt myself and Pedro to tell you once again about the STOP method. It's a neuro-linguistic programming tool. It's free to you. Go check out the video and learn a technique that I use for myself and my clients to help overcome negative thoughts. It's totally natural to be fearful right now. It's totally okay. But at the point at which it starts to take over and rule your life, then you have to do something about it. And this sort of practical application of neuro-linguistic programming to help you move past debilitating emotions that are just permeating your day, this is so damn effective. So go check it out. Go to stopmethod.com. Watch the video that I prepared for you. And if you're interested in linking up with me for a coaching call, it's 30 minutes. It's free. And we'll talk about whatever it is that's bugging you. And we'll figure out a way to help you work through it. Jump in there. Check it out. And now back to the show. I've also read that that there are some cycling that, that you can do or should do when ingesting shilajit, uh, shilajit. Uh, do, can you, can you speak to that? Is, is it possible to get too much or to have it too often? Yeah. So people, for example, really look at the compound fulvic acid and shilajit and there's companies now showing that they are extracting fulvic acid and introducing it into some of the shilajit compounds or by itself and a percentage percentage that's really wild. 
in left field because too high fulvic acid is also not good. So they're looking at 30% or more fulvic acid concentrations in some of their products. That's not necessarily what we want. There's a reason why nature takes care of proper ratios of, of minerals and compounds in general because we require these ratios to be exact for our bodies to function, aka the Goldilocks zone. Not only does it exist outside of this planet, but it exists in redox potential. It exists in, in uh, mineral ratios. So, for example, some shilajit is not really purified, and it can have too high amounts of copper. With too much copper, it reduces, zinc, uh, reduces not only zinc, but iron as well. And without zinc and iron, we don't get enough, enough oxygen into the blood. While some other shilajit concentrations can have too much iron, and then we can develop things similar to hemochromatosis, which is an iron overload in the liver. So absolutely, I would say that cycling shilajit is really important, but even more so to learn how to properly cycle, you have to know where it's being sourced. You have to know if it's being tested. You have to know the ratios of heavy metals. That's a big one in shilajit that people aren't aware of. What, what would you suggest that people do? Because I, I imagine that um, that people are going to do their own research and try to figure out where they can find it. What, what are the questions? I mean, should we... Should we be asking for the the lab results from the tests of the batch of the stuff? And when we do, what should we be looking for? Yeah, so more important than anything is the heavy metal concentration because chilogy is a geological mineral concentration of, of elements, metals, ions, etc. So we can get these really destructive metals like lead, arsenic, mercury, and um, other metals that wouldn't necessarily better your, your – uh, your ATP production, your mitochondria, they poison your entire cell. So what, first and foremost, I always look for third-party testing. That's a given with any supplement that I look at. Once again, I don't believe it's a supplement, but just for the sake of nomenclature, we're going to call it a supplement. And when we do third-party testing, it's not only heavy metals to check if it's low enough in parts per billion. It's also mycotoxins because mold can develop in this resin that is basically biomass. What mold is, is a fungi that decomposes stuff. Because it's already decomposing, it's possible that mycotoxins could be present in the chilogeek, which can then intoxicate us. It's a contaminant, basically, which is not good for us. So heavy metals, mold, checking for its solubility, because most companies will say that chilogeek is 100% absorbable. That's not the case, because chilogeek has what's called humic acid in humans and humits. And these compounds are not really soluble in water, alcohol, or any kind of other substance like acetic acid that reduces the compounds. Only about 60% to 70%, or maybe a little bit extra, of shilogy is soluble in water. So if you see a company that says 98% absorbability and so on, it's probably false advertising, if not a false product. So that's a big one. Hmm. Thermal analysis is another big one. And I would say that's it. One other thing that we should look out for but um, it, it's kind of just really checking all the corners is pH because some shilajit, some of the compounds of shilajit are pH sensitive, meaning that it's not going to degrade unless it's present in a proper environment. So water has a neutral pH of 7, and it mostly tends to dissolve all of the components of shilajit. But if you have too acid water, it's not going to dissolve a lot of components. For example, fulvic acid requires almost an alkaline uh, or base level of alkalinity for it to be dissolved. So pH is another important factor. This is just to check all the corners. The main three I would say is mycotoxins, heavy metals, and just a certificate of analysis that it was third-party tested. Hmm. How often do you take it? Every day. 
I take very small amounts every day. I'm one of those people that don't cycle it only because I don't plan on really boosting the amount I take it. I think that the minerals that we need daily are in the proper ratios present in Shilajit and we need it for all the functions. I just reduce the load and the exact the dosage that I'm taking. So usually the pharmaceutical load or the dose that is most effective for people is somewhere between 25 milligrams all the way up to 400 milligrams. So the, the 200 to 400 milligram range is where some studies were done that it increases testosterone during a short period of time. The 25 to 50 milligram range was the studies that showed that it can help with Alzheimer's, reducing tau aggregates, which are the proteins that form in Alzheimer's patients. Yeah, really powerful stuff. But wow. I go even lower to about 5 to 10 milligrams every day. So it's literally the end of a teaspoon, and I let it sit in water. That's it. And what, and do you do, uh, do you do tap water or do you do like Berkey water? I, I was, I was nervous to ask cause I was like, oh shit, I don't want, I don't want to call this guy out, but you don't fuck with tap water, do you? Not at all. <laughs> One of the biggest things about tap water is chlorine. Yeah. And because Legit is such a good compound for transient functions, meaning transporting nutrients in and out and, and chemical reactions and chlorine is this reactant. It's not good. It doesn't mix well. You reduce the availability of the compounds in Shilajit. You also increase what are called hydroxyl radicals, which are not good for your body. And chlorine in general is a noble gas that we don't want in our body because it plugs up some of the, the mitochondrial processes, which means we're not going to be operating at our best. So never tap water. You always want to filter it, whether it's reverse osmosis, charcoal filters, or a combination of both, or even distilled water. Definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah, good. Thank goodness. I didn't want to <laughs> be like, tap water? And be like, yeah, tap water's fine. And be like, oh, no. Oh, no. That would yeah. be nice to take if that were the case. <laughs> yeah, I'm a psycho about water. Um, we, we, we gather our water uh, at a spring that just happens to be like a half mile from our house where people line up to, to fill from – um, the bottom of this valley where, where we gather all of our water. And I've, I've mentioned this before, but for those of you who are looking for uh, springs near you, you can actually go to findaspring.com and go buy five, six, eight, five-gallon uh, water jugs and just go fill those up. For, for me, we, we go through quite a lot. Um, we cook with it. We drink coffee with it. Um, we drink it all day, every day. Uh, and, uh, we'll do probably like 40 or 50 gallons a month with the four, my wife and I and our two, our two kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what, that's how I do it too, is I'll just, I'll, I'll just uh, dissolve it, dissolve it in, um, in that, uh, in the spring, spring fred water. Cause not trying to mess with chlorine, not trying to mess with fluoride, not trying to get any of the pharmaceuticals that people flush down the toilet that make it way through, make their way through the water system and into our supply. That would Scary. definitely be contraindicated as well with Shiloh G because that means you absorb all of those things better. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Said like that. Even even more important. Wow. Well, um, now now I'm curious. I want to go down the rabbit hole with you a little bit. Um, what <laughs> what other what other foods or supplements are you do you take that are off the wall that maybe I've never heard about? Well. I tend to stick with the most basic stuff. Um, when you look at the chemistry of things, you really see how things are just a mixed match of atoms and elements, whether it's sulfur, phosphorus, oxygen, carbon, etc. the main components that make up the human body. And I go based off of that. So from the most minute to the most abundant 
elements, mineral, vitamin in the body is how I really dedicate my uh, my supplements. And one of the things that I do use is besides the Shila G, there's a company called Cellcore Bioscience, and it's only you cannot purchase it unless you're working with a practitioner. So it's only basically a lab grade product, and they have a bunch of mitochondrial support products that are high in carbon, oxygen, and other elements that are present in the human body, nitrogen, that we don't think about. Because when we realize it, most of our chemistries are carbon-based. If we don't have enough carbon present, we're not going to be having the, the proper chemistry. So we don't think about the gases that make up the human body. So this is a big one for me. Then I go, I backtrack from that to the minerals most abundant, such as calcium, zinc, magnesium, uh, potassium. One big one nobody thinks about is potassium. If you're eating leafy greens, if you're eating fruits and vegetables in general at a good amount every day, you're going to get your recommended dose of potassium. But potassium is one of those those elements that not only are really important for electrolyte function, but it actually even works almost like insulin. When you're eating foods high in potassium, it is an insulin mimetic. So if you have, for example, insulin resistance, which I'm pretty sure the majority of the people do, having a potassium supplement can help. But you, the FDA doesn't allow potassium supplements, and you can only get it in a ketone salt. Mm, right. Look, it's interesting how they don't allow one of the most important minerals to be for, uh, a supplement that you can purchase, but they allow things like magnesium. So magnesium is the other one. Bicarbonate is my preferred form. And then from there, vitamin D3, three times to two times a week at most. It's a fat-soluble vitamin. So if you're having too much of that, it will accumulate. And it can withdraw calcium from the bones, and then you're losing bone density, which is not good. Mm. Vitamin A2, every time I take vitamin D3, I take it together. And that's going to improve calcium um, shuttling to the proper tissue. As you know, if you have too much calcium in your arteries, arteries can calcify. We don't want that. So K2 directs that. Vitamin A one time a week, really important for the liver, really important for immune health, really important for overall eye health, brain health, and that's a big one for me. And then I think about the single amino acids like tyrosine. Tyrosine is a precursor to dopamine. That's absolutely essential for me. For somebody that almost faces ADD problems when I'm not at my best, I take tyrosine and that almost does a trick for me because that executive function of getting stuff done is absolutely essential for me. Re reducing stress, absolutely essential. And I would say other than that, sometimes I'll take, take things like adrenal adaptogens for hormones. More than likely, I also take B vitamins every other day, the B complex in their active form. So it's most utilized by the body. So that's B, B1, B2, B3, B6, B9. B12 in their active forms, really, really important for mitochondria support. Other than that, many people don't realize, but water is the most essential part of it all because water is what we call the the polar, or the it's a it's a it's a compound that allows for polarity. So the monomers and polymers can do their job with water. Without water, we don't have reactions taking place in our body. That's why we're made up of so much water. It's the perfect conduit for every chemical reaction. So that's what everybody seems to forget about. And since you're getting spring water, you're getting some of the best quality water. Yeah, yeah. You know, for those of you that, that can't see Pedro, uh, for those of you not watching on YouTube, you want to take advice from a guy like Pedro who is strong. You gotta, he's got a look on his eye that he knows what he's talking about. He's got a big, thick beard. This is the kind of guy that you want to take health advice from. I mean, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass, but you know, like having doctors, 
having medical experts and authors and and people with the with the really highest level sort of elite co- uh, credentials, that's great. And I love talking to those people, but I also love talking to people that have their shit together, that do their own research. I mean, you just rattled off an entire like pharmaca store of the things that you take. You know, the things that you're talking about are similar to uh, Dr. Ben Lynch, who I had on, who talks about vitamin K2 and, um, you know, combining it with vitamin A and talking about sort of like when you get sick, this is what you should do. Stop eating, you know, uh, 100,000 IUs of vitamin D, K2. Like, um, my point is, is like, I like talking to people like you who know their shit, who are focused and dialed and strong. Like I, a, a skinny, a skinny doctor author is fine. Who's got bagged under his eyes and, uh, uh, just, you know, like that's fine. You know, the thing, but do you live the thing? One thing that I didn't ask, which I typically do, um, in the very beginning of the episode is what time is it where you are right now? And what have you put in your body today? So right now it is 6:42 PM Houston, Texas time, so central time. And as of right now, I will give you exactly what I've done today. I started my morning with carbonated water, added magnesium bicarbonate, had vitamin D3, had vitamin K2, and uh, had an adrenal adaptogen of rhodiola vizia and uh, ashwagandha in very small quantities. You don't want too much. I then made a strong breakfast of two sprouted toasts. Everything is organic that I cook. I'm a big proponent and believer in organic food. I've checked deeply into the science of pesticides going both way, pro and con. I just can't see a beneficial use for pesticides and the amount of pesticides that are used in organic farming is minuscule compared to synthetic farming. So I had two sprouted toasts with two pasture-raised eggs, salt, a little bit of oregano, and a nice big salad. Um, I do forget what exactly were the exact components, but it did include greens, onions, and other um, vegetables that I believe is really beneficial. I ate it raw. I do have cooked vegetables at times, but I prefer raw veggies and uh, um, wild-caught salmon. And that was my breakfast. And I haven't eaten since. Um, and then around lunchtime, which was around 4.30 p.m. to 5 p.m., I had another salad with a big plate of greens with um, tomatoes, apples, celery, cucumber, onion, and I think that's about it. Olive oil, salt, pretty, keeping it pretty simple. And of course, water throughout the day with shilajit in the morning, coffee in the morning, and this mito ATP substance, which contains a little bit more fulvic acid. That's about mm-hmm. it. That I don't really overdo it myself. There are times where I feel like, man, I'm just not on my A game, and I'll take some extra supplements. But if I'm feeling good, if I get good rest, which is important, I think sleep is the basis for everything. Everything seems to flow easier. I need less in my body. Hmm. So when you're when you're when you're on your sleep game, you feel like, um, I mean, obviously it's, you know, you can do sleep trackers and, you know, your aura ring can tell you that you slept for, you know, you had five hours or six hours of REM sleep. Uh, okay. Just means you moved around a little bit less or whatever, but, uh, and heart rate stuff. But you're saying like when you feel like you got a really good night's sleep, if you went to bed at your normal time and got up at your normal time, do you, do you sort of ratchet down the amount of, um, like supplements and, and vitamins that you add? Well, I definitely do do that, but I don't do it out of, um, procedure rather it's instinctual. 
my body just feels at its best. And I, I've come to realize the hubris of man and scientists and doctors is to think that they understand the complexity of the human body and everything around them. It's complete ego. We do not understand the entire physiology of the human body. So listening to my body, instinctual, intuitive knowledge to me is really important on top of the, the chemistries and the biology that I understand at the moment. The, those just accentuate it. So when I feel good, I know, okay, I'm not going to take anything because it can put me over the edge. If I'm feeling like I don't need coffee, I won't even touch it. If I'm feeling like I have uh, too low energy, I know, okay, based on what I know from biology, I may need some B vitamins. Let's try that. So really instinctually, I take care of my body's need. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that approach. When you listen, when you listen to your body, when you ask your body, talk to your body. Okay, body, what do you need? What are you feeling? You need to, you need to like go take a cold shower. Do you need to have? Uh, do you need to fast? Do you need some extra food? Um, yeah, I, I, I like sort of intuitive. I mean, it goes back to you know we sort of started this conversation talking about Ayurveda. Uh, and sort of the origins of you know the, the health of the body, and we've I've had Ayurvedic experts on before, and it's all to get it into balance. The whole point of all the food you eat, the water you drink, the vitamins that you take is all to enable it to have homeostasis, so everything's in balance because it knows what to do. It knows how to work at a high level. You know, um, it's only when you are exposed from an environmental factor. Um, you know, from estrogenics, uh, substances around you or EMFs or, or shitty food, nutrient depleted food or sugar and gluten and shit like that, that your body gets out of whack because it doesn't want that stuff. It wants, it wants to be balanced so that it can, uh, perform at its highest level. Um, I like that intuitive, intuitive. So, um, you know, for, for a guy like you that that's, that's on the ball with stuff like this. Um, are you doing things right now to boost your immunity? Um, like how, how, I mean, I, I hear, and I'll be totally honest, you know, like I, you're not a COVID-19 expert. I'm not a COVID-19 expert. Like I, uh, I, I have experts on to talk about that stuff. Um, but I am curious what, what highly intelligent, highly intentional people do in times like this. Like, are you concerned about boosting your immune system or are you just kind of doing what you always do? Well, I'll start from the basis of the immunity overall, um, and then I'll backtrack a little bit. But when it comes to the immune system, I think that's the field I'm going to specialize in in medicine, immunology, because it's one that we really don't understand at the moment. I mean, it was just recently that we found out about concepts like phagocytosis, how our immune cells eat things like viruses. And when it comes to immunity, there's a few nutrients that are really required for the immune system to work well. Two of the most important, zinc and vitamin A. Vitamin A gets the immune system going and matures the lymphocytes so they can do their job because without maturation, you're just going to have weak baby soldiers. They're not going to be able to do anything. And then zinc is really important for their, their lytic reactions, meaning how they lice or they eat, they break down the viruses, the bacterias. And what we realize now, what's very interesting is that there's a few papers coming out, and I'm sure you've heard of the, the drug called hydroxychloroquine, right? You heard about it being used for COVID patients. Yep. And hydroxychloroquine is a safer version of the drug chloroquine, which comes from the cinchona bark, the tree itself, and it's a compound called quinine. And quinines were used, yeah, since the 1600s for malaria. Right. There's nothing that beats quinine. And then they, they 
patents had formulated into a drug, chloroquine, and now they made it to a safer version, hydroxychloroquine. Well, hydroxychloroquine is what we call a ionophore, meaning that it attracts ions. So think of ions like calcium ions, zinc ions, etc. And once our cells have these ionic state of the minerals, they can do their processes better. Remember how I mentioned minerals run enzymes and proteins, and those are the basis for all the functions of our body. Well, hydroxychloroquine, being an ionophore, attracts zinc, which is necessary for the immune system to do its job against viruses. Zinc stops what we call RNA-dependent RNA polymerase, how the virus replicates itself. So if we have enough zinc, the coronavirus can't do anything. If we have hydroxychloroquine with zinc, it accentuates the entire process on top of preventing the virus docking into the cells. So our bodies naturally take care of all of this when we have the proper nutrients, the proper amino acids, the proper fatty acids, etc. I just give it what it needs through food, and if I need to supplement something because I know I'm missing something, whether it's zinc because I, for some reason I can't smell as good or I can't taste um, the metallic zinc itself when I squirt it in my mouth, then I know, okay, I may need zinc. Let's do this. and Let's supplement with ionic zinc, and it takes care of everything. Hmm. So for me, I'm not worried about the virus with the immune system boosting actions. I don't have to worry about that either because everything's covered. But for the listeners, what I would say, the basis for your immune system is vitamin A, vitamin, three, vitamin D3, and uh, zinc. If you don't have those three compounds in its proper forms, active forms, and its proper ratios as well, you're not going to have a good immune system to mount an attack. Hmm. I wouldn't say right off the bat just hop on to supplementing some of those. Really see how your labs are, see how you feel, and then put those two together and decide whether to take those supplements or not. Yeah. Yeah, labs are important. You got to know, you got to know what your baselines are. You know, we had uh, Dr. Stephen Lewis, uh, I think actually he's in Texas too, um, where you can, he'll send, um, it's basically like remote lab testing. So you submit it, he's, he runs it through, um, you know, his labs that he's got relationships with down in the South and he'll go through, you know, he'll sit down and do a coaching session through all of your labs to figure out like where you're at, where you're low, where you're high. Um, yeah. Interesting. Can, can you, I want to back up to something that you said about zinc and not being able to taste the metallic in the zinc. What, what did yeah. you mean there? So when we have a zinc deficiency, some of the clinical symptoms that are presented in our body are the inability to smell things and the inability to taste zinc itself. And this is how we do a zinc test or zinc deficiency test other than blood work through serum serology. And, um, that's how we know, okay, you may be deficient in zinc, and then we supplement with zinc. And usually, if you're not deficient, you're going to taste that metallic taste. It's undescribably disgusting when you know you're not deficient in zinc. It, it, you can't mistake it. So that's one of the actual um, symptoms that COVID patients are presenting with, and almost an inability to smell or taste uh, zinc in specific. So what would that tell you based on their clinical symptoms? Because most COVID patients are dying from cytokine storm but they also have something called immune suppression present where their immune system is depressed. If you have immune suppression, there's only a few reasons for that. And we could get into that as well, but I would say majority of them are facing a nutrient deficiency of zinc. If you have enough zinc, you're able to mount a better immune system attack against the virus. So what would that form be if, if somebody wanted to see if they needed zinc, what sort of like let a zinc would they taste before they you know started supplementing it? So there's a really unabsorbable form that is very present in a lot of supplements called zinc oxide. I would not take that. But the better one is zinc picolinate or picolinate, however you want to spell, uh, say it. It's 
spelled P-I-C-O-L-I-N-A-T-E. And the one that I take is ionic zinc in its ionic form because it's already highly absorbable, highly utilized, and will go straight to the cells where it needs it. Hmm. Awesome. I have a fill in the blank question that I ask everybody. Um, that's sort of the last question for the show, and and I'm I'm going to be super interested to hear your your answer. Um, but 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 before before I ask that fill in the blank question, you know, um, what are what are you fascinated and focused on right now? Everybody's at home. Everybody's spending time with their loved ones, hold up in their house. Um, doing their best to maintain with this, with this madness, right? Um, what, what, what's, what's really piquing your curiosity? Like what's taking up a lot of your time as it pertains, as it pertains to performance and nutrition and longevity and just living the best possible life? I would say, you know, I have a good friend named Dr. Joe and he always talks about this, this word called Ubuntu. U-B-U-N-T-U, and it's a concept of, of uh, community where if one flourishes, we all flourish. That to me is what takes up my mind 24-7, whether the virus is here or not. It's how can I make this world a better place? Hmm. And it's not just to make this world a better place, but to make humanity understand a level of living and where they'll, they'll, they'll be so they will never be ignorant to this again, and they will never go back to this old system that we're living in right now. So in terms of studies, I would say biophysics. I think that's where the answer lies. We are trying thumb and nail to fix this situation with the virus. We don't have a proper answer, whether that's vitamin C, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, etc. Nobody could come up with a proper solution. And the, the whole medical industry is afraid to use the word cure for any condition. There's, there's always treatments, but there's no cure. That to me, the gray area is what, what really keeps people away from living their best life, from us all flourishing, Ubuntu. I want to find the absolute truths and things and provide it for people so we can never go back to the system of suffering again. Hmm. That takes up my time day after day. Beautiful. Beautiful. That might, you may have just done the fill in the blank question, which is fine. Um, where, where can people follow along? You've got a ton of great content. I mean, just Instagram alone. Um, it's, it's great to follow you and, and hear you and your opinions on things. Because again, you're the kind of guy, sort of independent thinker, independent researcher that wants to help people that wants to live fully and vitally and strongly. Um, where can people, where can people get in touch with you if they're interested in so I'll have one social media account. I'll be working on the YouTube soon, but it's it's called Thucydides, T-H-U-C-Y-D-I-D-E-S underscore. It's named after a Greek philosopher who described that we cannot have just warriors or scholars. We need a combination of both for society to flourish. So Thucydides, um, or you can just search up my name, Pedro Do Amaral, D-O-A-M-A-R-A-L. Or if you would like to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at P-D-O-A. M-A-R-A-L 94 at gmail.com. Nice. So here's the fill in the blank question. Um, based on everything that you know, it uh, doesn't have to be, I mean, we, you know, I really wanted to dive into Shilajit and we got it. Like I, I'm, I'm, I feel so satisfied to be honest. I feel so <laughs> satisfied. I got what I came for and I, I appreciate that. Um, but, but we got to learn about some other cool stuff too. And I like the way that you think about things, um, based on everything that, you know, um, in, in any realm, um, if you would please fill in the blank and elaborate as much as you wish, um, everyone would benefit from knowing 
everyone would benefit from knowing that our perspectives are not everybody else's perspectives. If we take a moment to realize that our first person world of view is not the next person, first person world of view for the person next to you, that to me is tremendous because if you can put yourself in somebody else's perspective, it may change everything about the way you see the world. Just to be aware of other people and how they view things so that we can better understand each other. I think that's a major solution to problems. Awesome. Pedro, thank you so much for joining us today on on Performance Plus. Thank you so much, Sean. It's a pleasure, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Duamaral. You know, his enthusiasm about nutrients is something that I think is pretty inspiring. Such a cool, such a cool guy. He thinks really deeply. He researches deeply and is an is an asset. You know, he's a he's a authority on something that uh, we can all learn from. And it's clear that he's done his research. And with that as a seamless transition into what I promised earlier, which is something that I love and something that I don't. And I'm going to start with something that I love. And something that I love is the sense of what's happening on social media where people are being more open, more vulnerable, more supportive of one another. I don't know if if you're able to see that in your world with the people that you're talking with, but in this, as we look back to, you know, friggin' 20 years, 30 years, 40 years from now and listen to this podcast during this time of, of a of a of a truly historical uh, the buzzword is unprecedented global pandemic, global pandemic. Uh there is a new way of being in the world and there is a new way of being in social media. And I, I, I do love the fact that people are supportive of one another and they're being vulnerable and they're being more open. And I think that that is, that is what the best of social media is. So whatever you can do to contribute to the openness and to the support of people on social media, you know, just be a ray of sunshine for them. Just do what you can to try to lift people up. It's 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 it makes you feel good. It makes them feel good. Everybody wins. You are me, and I am you, and we are one. And you can do your part on social media by acting accordingly. Conversely, something that I don't love is the expertise that people posit on social media. You know, this is obviously a different platform. The podcast itself is something that is very much different. You know, I bring experts on, people that know their stuff. You know, Del Bigtree in the coronavirus episode that I did just recently, you know, he knows his stuff. So I can ask him questions and I can probe and he'll share what he knows. He knows what his, he knows what he's talking about. What I don't love is people, you know, your buddy from high school, my buddy from high school that used to be a scholar in <laughs> politics is now a virology expert. I just I don't love how frequently people just post articles from some scientific research resource and then make some sort of like statement that says something that that is supposed to be meaningful. I don't love that. You don't have to be an expert. In fact, it's better if you're not because if it contributes to the panic that everybody's experiencing, all of the fear, if you're just piling on with one other study, some recent, some recent science that's totally out of context, it just makes people freak out with some graph that nobody wants to read. It's just, I don't know. It's not, it's something that I do not love. That's sort of a weird place to start something that I love and something that I don't, but 
I feel it poignant because it is pervasive and because people are home all day and you can post to Facebook 20 times a day, it's just amplified. And the more people comment, the more it shows up in your feed. And holy moly, I don't know if you're with me on that. I don't know if you are not, but that's something that I don't love. Okay, I'm going to wrap this thing up. Thank you so much again for listening and continuing to listen. This podcast is going to become more enriched, more interesting, more frequent, and it is going to grow. And I really appreciate your support. I've asked for it a couple times, and I, I hope you're not sick of it. But if you feel compelled to share this, if one of your friends uh, who's into uh, you know supplements and stuff wants to learn about Shilajit and you want to share with them something that's interesting, please share this. And also, if you have a moment, please go jump in and leave a review on wherever you listen. Again, like I said before, we will have website with lots of resources and lots of links and show notes. All that stuff is coming, but I do want to grind a bit right now. I, I want to make sure that these podcasts come out quickly. And and so that's why that's lagging behind. YouTube channel's coming. All of it's coming, gang. All of it's coming. If you don't follow the Optimal Performance Podcast on Instagram, please go do so. If you're a Twitterer, go to Shawnee Volver. I don't really tweet very much, but uh, if you want to follow me there, S-E-A-N-Y-V-O-L-V-R, Shawnee Volver, follow me there. Thank you guys so much. On next week's episode, or next, shit, it might be like three or four days from now, we will be releasing a return guest of Seamland, who uh, specializes in metabolic autophagy. He's a fascinating guy. He's got one of the best voices I've heard. That's a bad, that's not that bad. Uh, He's Estonian and he's super smart and he presented at the Health Optimization Summit um, last year in London and I'm excited to have him back because he is on top of his stuff and his YouTube audience is gigantic because he's so friggin' smart. Wicked smart. Thank you everybody. That'll do it for today. I will see you on the internet. The views expressed on the Optimal Performance Podcast should not be taken as medical advice. Sean McCormick, the host of the Optimal Performance Podcast, and his guests will not take responsibility for any sorts of shenanigans, ballyhoo, or harm done by themselves based on the information from this podcast. Please consult your doctor, a good one, when you have questions about any of the information contained on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thank you again for listening, and do whatever you gotta do to just be yourself and live a good life. Bye.